have a little listen to this track by someone named Vince Gill about someone named Amy Grant. All my life I've known of Jesus But that connection never came And when my world was torn to pieces I still couldn't call his name Ladies and gentlemen, the woman behind that song, Amy Grant. Hello, young lady. Well, hello. <laughs> I love being called young lady. <laughs> I learned a long time ago to suck up to the guests before they come on the That's air. Right. So. Oh, man. No wonder you've been a success. <laughs> <laughs> How the heck are things down in Leaper's Fork? Um, well, it's Nashville, honestly, but I today am about um, headed for a sound check here in Lakeside, Ohio. Hmm. And yeah, so I'm actually studying. I'm doing some further education that I will not go into, but I got to tell you, a 58 and a half year old brain is not what it used to be. <laughs> it it done, done slowed down, did it? Oh my gosh. So I, yeah, I, I have spent every day studying in my room oh, so okay but hold on you can't you, you have to tell us what you're studying I mean, well you don't have to but could you please I will I will because I, I there's a therapy that we discovered about 10 years ago because my bipolar niece was looking out and it was so life transforming it was non-invasive it actually had to do with sound um, 10 years went by I sponsored so many people going through that therapy, women at the Rape and Sexual Abuse Center through a grant to the YWCA. Anyways, uh, earlier this year, I felt compelled to call the inventor of this therapy. And I asked him if I could partner with him in order to bring this to the underserved. So I've just met with the CEO of um, Core Civic, who handles prisons all over. I'm working with Thistle Farms, which takes women from a life of prostitution, and I mean, I'm hanging out with a real party here. <laughs> yeah, wow, that sounds like a GMA week. Come on! I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, but life—you just never know. I love reading about this next chapter in your life and being more off the grid and doing different things. Because you know what? What you find fascinating in your 50s is not what pushed all the buttons in your 30s. No. 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 Wait a minute. You're Hold on. You read you, you read something about me? I did read something about you. Creeper. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to remember. I think the first time I shook your hand and as Winona taught me was it during a shake and howdy after your yeah. gig at Casino Rama and you came out in bare feet because you forgot your socks in your suitcase? Yeah, oh, man. I was impressed with that. 
you know. Well, thank you. I don't really go barefooted that much anymore because, no kidding, my right foot is so deformed. Like, if I'm walking down the hall, my husband will go, are you coming straight or turning right? <laughs> and, and on my bucket list before I turn 60 yeah. is to get my foot operated on. I don't know why my right foot has got, it's gotten so creepy. We call it a claw foot. So oh. if that had to have been several years ago if I met you with bare feet. Yeah. And you you like felt that. you felt free enough to let that baby go out in public by itself. So uh, yeah, <laughs> exposing the claw. Yeah. yeah, our next guest on the show is Madeline Smith Osborne. She starred in Urban Cowboy, and she uh, was in All of Me with Steve Martin and Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. And If Tomorrow Comes, that was her big. Uh, TV series thing or whatever it was. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, she's a pal, but she's got to come into the studio and she has suffered from some wicked arthritis that has deformed her foot. And next week she is going for some serious reconstructive surgery. So if that goes well, I'll give you the name of her doctor. Okay. Would you really? That would be so awesome. I let's make sure you have my contact info. I'm serious because yeah. you're really putting your trust in somebody when you go to sleep. I mean, I could wake up with a foot coming out of the top of my head. Yeah. I hate when that happens. <laughs> yeah. And then I was trying to remember, I think the last time I saw you was, you were the keynote speaker at the March of Dimes Gala in Toronto, and I was the guy that was the nut job doing the auction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to have you back on the show before we put a bullet in it, because of all the interviews I've done over the last 16 years, with, and, and the very few are like Jesus artist, you know, the Christian. Like I've had an hour and a half interview with Larry Norman before he died, obviously. Randy Stonehill, Phil Kagey. I mean, these are the guys I kind of grew up with. And But sure. you, you stood out, Jesus guests or non-Jesus guests, you stood out as one of the most authentic human beings I have ever interviewed. And I really wanted you back because of that. But I also wanted to ask you some marital advice. You ready? Well, since I have a lot of good lessons the hard way. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yep. Yeah. 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 So my wife and I separated. We were married 28 years, and I came back from walking the Camino and spent three months in a vow of silence, and and I was ready to lean in, but I was too little too late, so she left. And about three months ago, we came back from Mexico after renewing our vows so we are back together again and I could not be a happier human being in the world <laughs> oh, that's so good that's really great and you walk the Camino oh my gosh I've got two friends that have done that three actually yeah and, uh, but you oh, and you, yeah, you should do it but, but get your foot fixed first yeah thank you okay okay yeah. so I don't know. I like. I don't want to screw it up again. So I, we did a nine-week series with Dr. Sue Johansson, the Hold Me Tight lady, and we did her course with her, and we've we've put that on YouTube. But I want I I'm asking anybody I think who might know a little something something about this. How do I not screw it up again? Oh gosh. Well, I I guess I would have to say there are not any guarantees. I mean, um, I mean, I I, I don't know. What were the, you know, uh, not knowing all the details of your story? Yeah, I I know uh, I know it would be yeah. it would be easier for you to say well, because you were an idiot, don't being in it, don't be an idiot anymore. Like I, you know, that's pretty simple. But I want some just some 
typical advice from somebody who's done the hard yards in marriage, and, and you're one of them, okay. you know? I mean, I asked Sandy Patty the same kind of question, like, what do I do? What do I do? And Anyway, yeah. so what do you got? Well, what do you got for, just give me one thing, just one. I don't want you to fix me. Just one thing. This is just, this is just off the top of my head. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. Um, I, well, and now I'm a woman and you're a man, but I, I feel the sturdiest in my own life when I am doing uh, that that artist way practice, the morning pages, um, if I can carve out time to actually write out my inner, uh, on my just my inner mental dump hmm. on paper, because there's so much processing that happens when you're writing. And this isn't like, I know you are thinking about writing a book. This is not that. This is like stream of consciousness, all the awfulest things that are coming to your mind, just laying it all out, just letting it rip, like, all that. Because there's something about moving your hand across the page. You're actually, you're open to what's going on in your own mind. And simultaneously, whether you want to or not, you're also open to just receiving from the great other. Hmm. The only way I know how to say it. Yep. But doing doing those pages, and I feel it when I don't do them. I, I tend to lose my center a little bit. But, you know, when, you, when we talked about, um, and you, I'm so glad you asked me this, because I, prayer can be exhausting. Because I think sometimes, I just think we don't, we feel like, I don't know, I don't think, I don't think we very often really understand what it is. You know, we were just like, it's a mind bender, just for starters, to imagine being in communication with the creator of everything. Yeah, I mean, I that's a mind bender. If that's not a mind bender, <laughs> you're not really dialed in. Yep. But there's something about writing. Like, I remember one time Vince and I were in, um, he was on the road with the Eagles. This was last summer. We went to Boston. When we haven't been around each other, you know, there's that kind of re-entry period of just trying to, like, get used to the other one's pace. So he is not big on table manners. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, this is, like, this is kind of exposing, but... I, my mother was so conscientious about table manners. And I have told him, I love you. I can never eat ribs with you ever, not in public, <laughs> not in private. <laughs> but we, so this was the very beginning of July. My father had passed away June 30th. I've gone to see Vince. He's in this whole new world. Um, and I'm just trying to be there with him. And we go have dinner. And it's, we picked such a bad restaurant, and, and we were in Boston, but there was no plan. The food was average, and at the very end of the meal, I made this absurd comment about his table manners. It was so stupid. We've been married almost 20 years. Suck the air out of the room. I thought, no sex tonight. He is so mad. I'm mad at myself. So I get up in the middle of the night, and I start writing, and I'm going, get this through your thick head. Nobody gives a shit about what you think about how they eat their food. Nobody. Say it over and over again. Nobody cares about your opinion. And I I kept going on and on and on and writing, 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 writing. And then all of a sudden it came out of my pen. 
And just because you feel so guilty about the end of your father's life, just because you second guess whether or not he spent enough time with his grandkids, just because, and like, whoo, and all of a sudden I was just like, all this stuff was coming out. You know what? My dad had bad table manners too. And there was something about Vince that was triggering just deep grief about my dad. Sure. And he woke up the next day, and excuse my language, I was just quoting my pages, but in order to say what you really feel, it's worse than that. I mean, it's everything. Sure. But I, that has been transformative to me in, in my relationship with my husband. And also it helps you not ever, you know, I have never regretted something I didn't say. Um, hmm. And I, you know, and that's my first marriage, I said way too much hmm. when I was struggling. And I just, Vince and I try not to say too much. And those pages, man, they help. (laughs) (laughs) So what I hear you saying is, this is what you do first thing in the morning kind of a deal? In other words, you have a, first thing in the morning, you have a dump. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, well, ultimately twice. um, (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Like that dump was at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. You know, that that brain dump but even if you can't do it every day there's it's just so that's a such a good thing Hmm. and there's no posturing you know it just is and i used to just lock up my morning pages like oh my gosh if anybody ever read this come in the psych ward they would and then you know what i quit doing that i just thought if somebody has the curiosity or the gall and i have a nephew that has just started in AA, but he, um, he came over and I could tell he was struggling. Of course, I had no idea how deeply he was struggling. And I said, you've got to start doing these pages. And anyway, and he said, I, I, you know, let me just type them. And I said, no, your hand has to be moving on the page. And I went and got mine and I said, let me just open this up anywhere. And I started reading to him and I was just trying to read my handwriting because it's so authentic. You're not supposed to reread them. But I looked up and he was crying and he said, are we? Are you allowed to be that honest about life? Are you really allowed to say that kind of stuff? And I said, man, if you can't be a friend to yourself, yeah. I, I don't know where you're going to start. I mean, God, you've got to be able to be a friend to yourself. Yeah. And so that's a whole lot about all that. But yeah. I'm so happy for you because there's something, there's something really... Um, I mean, when I was married to Gary, we didn't separate, but we went through, like, the atomic bomb and then going to counseling, and we really did have, like, a honeymoon period. This was, like, the middle of our marriage where I felt like, oh, my gosh, I think we can make it. But we didn't. There were just habits that we didn't change, Mm. and and those basically had to do with um, just habits of respect. That's a a great line. Habits of respect. I kind of like that. Yeah. That's an Oprah moment for me right there. (laughs) And, you know, a woman, whoo, just wants to hear, like, anything. Just how does it feel being the most beautiful woman in the world? Or you walk in and she's changing her clothes and you go, God, my timing was perfect. And the older we get, the more we need to hear it. You know? 
I guess I should say something because it's radio, but I'm still processing this. Man, you just dumped on me. This is good stuff. This is really, really good stuff. Well, and the great thing about staying with the marriage is you know all the good stuff, too. Yeah. That is the... Uh, All right, well, hold on. We're on the line with Amy Grant. Uh, Little Birdie told me that Baby Baby just got hitched. Yes. (laughs) I know. That That was so much fun. So, Millie... Oh, hold on. Wait, your phone broke up again. Are you in the toilet? Where are you right now? No, I'm going to wow you with a description of my hotel room. It's Bricko Block. (laughs) It's Bricko Block, but to add a little bit of flair, they have painted the bottom third of the Bricko Blocks a sage green. Oh. The upper two-thirds of the blocks are butter yellow, and they have included a wooden chair molding. No. Between the two paint colors. So <laughs> So apparently you're no, no, apparently no. you're not staying at the Gaylord in downtown Nashville. Holy cow. Not today. No, well congratulations. Millie Millie got married wait, when yeah. was, when? When was that? April twenty seventh. Yeah. And I and my daughter Sarah's getting married November ninth. So we're wow. we're ordering invitations again. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's insane. What was um what was your first protective mama bear reaction when Millie told you that she was gonna donate a kidney? Oh gosh. Um I I was afraid, you know, I was yeah. nervous for her. Um but I Catherine, her friend, I you know, she lived with us one summer. I mean, she's really a good friend. And I think I you know, I just, I tried not to be afraid. I just tried to mostly be encouraging of my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, Millie has actually had some health problems. So, you know, it's been like, oh, God, did one thing lead to Doing, something yeah. else? But um, we have, you know, we've laughed, fortunately, and she said, you know, generosity is best done spontaneously and uh and i agree and she but she said i do feel like i i feel like i signed up for more than i understood but that is generosity that that's the way it always goes and it has to be spontaneous and it cannot be overthought or get yeah get spooked out of it so is it true that it's gotta in order to really give it's gotta hurt um, I don't think that's necessary. Okay. But I think it happens sometimes. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I think, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, I think that's, that happens sometimes, but okay. certainly not a prerequisite. Yeah, yeah. And then, hold on a second. Now, is Karina, is she your youngest? No. Is she? Yep, she's a baby. She just graduated high school? Are you kidding me? Yes, I know. And she, yeah, and she's just done her college orientation overnight. She is so, she is so ready to launch. And, yeah, Yeah. she's just such a fun kid. Well, apparently, you know, you did something right raising, raising these kids. I don't know a whole lot about all of them, but, you know, I haven't seen any mug shots yet, so that's good. (laughs) 
Well, at least not online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been almost exactly a year since you lost your daddy, Burton Payne Grant. Mm-hmm. And about eight years ago, I think, you lost your mom. Is that is that right? Yeah. Okay, so... I don't know if this is, this is probably an incredibly unfair question, but I don't know. It's something I think about. I lost my mom the same night my son was born 30 years ago. Whose death hit you the hardest? Mm, um, I'm not saying, you know, you like one more than the other. I'm just wondering whose death, death hit you right, the hardest. Right, right, right. I think my mom's death hit me the hardest because, um, because it was the first Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, al- my dad already had dementia, and so his was a long, slow goodbye. Right. Um, and honestly, by the time he passed, it was—I mean, we had nothing left no. in the tank, all of us. So it was release. It was, it was release. I mean, it was still so. I mean, then you go. There's nobody between me and death. I mean, you're the oldest one in your family, you know, your respective family. And um, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes, you know, I'll just be like puttering around in the kitchen and pulling up one of my grandmother's uh, serving dishes or thinking about something my mom said. And I'll turn around and I'll say to nobody, None of you know any of the people that made me who I am. <laughs> you know, I mean, they don't. It's just like, you know, I married Vince when I was thirty-nine. My parents were already very older, you know, and it was just like uh, my companions are still in my head occasionally. My great grandmother, my grandparents. It's like they just kind of walk through my thoughts uninvited all the time the places we played when we were kids and i'll just go oh my gosh like all the stuff that fills my head everybody i'm around is oblivious to that but that's true for me with them too Mm -hmm. so um yeah but you gotta believe i'm doing everything i can to keep my mind sharp yeah so does that mean you're eating tofu and having spinach smoothies and kale kale sorry kale well i do some of that because we garden but um but that but this takes me back to my studies that i have been um working on so hard i i am a big fan of of our brains being able to build themselves through having an opportunity for to relax with the use of an acoustic music so um, yeah. Okay. I think their, you know, uh, neuroplasticity is the most exciting frontier, and there's so many strides being made. And I just think my love of sound and all that is taking me into some really exciting places. We'll talk about later. Well, when I think of neuroplasticity, I hope eventually someday I can fully understand it because right now all I think of is silly putty. <laughs> yeah, that's fun too. <laughs> um, apparently, you and you and Michael W. Smith are still friends. Are friends forever, and you're uh, and you're hitting uh, the road this fall. Is that is that a true story? We uh, we're doing some Christmas shows. Yeah, Christmas shows, um, but the be- that begin this fall. And when I say this fall, your fall down there is November, I guess. Is that right? Yeah, I don't. I'll have to look. I think. 
I don't know that we and I are doing anything before Thanksgiving, but we are yeah. touring a lot this fall. That's just that I don't really look that far ahead, you know. Right. I try just to kind of be in the moment I'm in. You've done the Enneagram, have you not? I have. I actually uh, did the Enneagram. I learned about it on a podcast with Ian Cron. Oh, that's right. I heard that. Ian, yeah, Ian's been on the show before, and... And I heard that one. That's right. What are you? No, hold on. The podcast was, you thought you were something, but it turned out you were something. I thought I was a seven, but that's just compared to my very laid-back siblings. I'm a nine. You are a nine. That's right, because my wife and I were listening, and she's a nine, and I said something smooth like, why can't you be more like Amy Grant? You know. Shut up, Bob. What are you? You don't even want to know. I I'm, do. Dude, I'm the drama queen of the of the Enneagram. I'm a four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> Larry Norman told me once that when he first met Keith Green, he was like a big Labrador puppy who would jump up on you with his wet, enthusiastic paws. Does that sound similar to the first time you sat down with to collaborate with Michael W. Smith? Oh, Wow. Yeah, why? What number is that? Uh, it was no segue. It was, it was just something I thunk okay. of. Because, it's a totally other, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, Michael is... First off, I've never, ever seen Michael in a bad mood, ever. Really? And he just... Yeah, not ever. Never. I bet you I could bring that out. <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's easygoing, and... um, Yeah. But he was, he was, when you were in the early days, back in the day, you're pretty, you, you got a chill thing about you. And, and he was just like creatively coming at you with an Uzi, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, um, he's pretty just endlessly coming up with stuff. New, just new stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just don't fire that fast couple things I need to say before we go here. One is, man, it's really chilled and easy to talk with you. Sorry. I just realized that we've gone over time, but it, it doesn't matter. First thing, I want to have you on my one of my last shows because uh, my sister and I have never been close. And uh, she said to me this past Christmas, do you know I still have that Amy Grant album, the Christmas album? That is my all-time favorite Christmas music. I play it every year. And I wanted to suck up to my sister, so having you on the show today helps me do that. So thank you very much. Oh, yeah. is she older or younger? I'm just curious. She's seven years older. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her name is Karen. Do you want to say something sweet to my sister? Tell her to be nice to me or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Karen. Yes. Family. <laughs> on our on our end, I'm not sure we got all that, but let me just say I have an allergic reaction to Christmas pageants and recitals. <laughs> like I I think I literally get a rash. Yeah, yeah. But how is Christmas at the Ryman any different? Oh my gosh! Well, um, for one thing, you know I love uh, maybe Christmas pageants. You know I don't know some of that I might. That might get old for me too. Sure, but um, but I had great experiences as a. It wasn't that I got every gift I wanted, or even necessarily a lot of gifts, but it was a great family time. Yeah, my perception of it was that it was smooth, 
Um, and I love that together time. And so, but, you know, Vince is a little bit like one of the favors he does for me is to do these Christmas shows. He would be fine if he did another Christmas show. And so we are actually sort of good cop, bad cop doing the shows at the Ryman. So does he come out on stage dressed up as Scrooge? No, and he's very likable. He's very funny, but he does not feel like, um, you know, he's not going to read the Luke account of the Shepherds. In fact, it, it's, uh, well, I've said it in that song. You know, anytime I have some deeply moving spiritual experience, I have to go into this. So, first, wanting to share it with my husband because I want him to know me. Yeah. But knowing there is going to be no common ground. And he's not ever going to, like, drop his voice and get whispery and ask me more engaged questions. The first time I really, like, completely let my guard down. And I, I had, a, no kidding, a supernatural experience that baffled even myself. Where I felt like I, I just felt so strongly about going to a hospital and praying for somebody. And it was so out of my norm and I walked into this dark room in ICU, and the woman lying in bed said, I knew you were coming. I mean, it was freaky from beginning to end. Okay. It took me two days to tell him about it. And when I finally did, he was sitting at the kitchen counter having a snack, and he kind of put his hands on the table and said, well, it's settled. We're just going to have to get you a TV show. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's, so you get him... It just like that everything is kind of a joke to him yeah. and yeah. me and um it just makes I don't I don't know I feel like it makes for kind of a refreshing approach yeah I like it mm. I like that yeah. a lot so in other words I I get handled going to this thing Christmas at the Ryman mm-hmm. I think you might need to come <laughs> okay. you gotta you gotta you just close the coffee shop just for two days fly down <laughs> Uh, last time I was down there, I was, uh, I'm friends with an ex-personal assistant of, uh, uh Naomi Judd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I was out driving around, uh, Leaper's Fork, just looking at the properties and stuff. Holy cow. Just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country. Yeah, it uh, really is. All of, a, lot, a lot of building is going on, yeah. you know, but, um, yeah. Well, Amy Grant. Mm, I said that like a radio guy. Amy Grant, thank you. <laughs> thank you for for being not what... Mm, i got to be careful of my words here. Let me preface this by saying that I, in doing some research on you getting ready for the interview today, I came across a website where, and this was recent, somebody was go, still going on about how, you know, you are a tool of Satan or some nonsense. Like, just what? You know, you you would expect that from back in the whatever when people were... But I, I like your mess. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I like your... I've already sucked up enough. I've said positive things. I don't need to say any more, but I'm, I'm going to keep going. The authenticity of you. When I grow up, I just want to be... I want to. Tr- I'd love to have the peace that you have because it's irritating. The rest of us that don't have your peace, you irritate us. Is that a comment? I, oh. <laughs> that makes me laugh. Um, well, like you wake uh, up, you wake yeah. up in a good mood. I mm, I usually wake up uh, pretty um, 
No, I don't wake up grumpy. Oh, cup of coffee is a good reason to wake up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes I will look at myself in the mirror, like I'll look into my eyes. You know, sounds weird. Mm. But a, a vocal coach told me to do this one time because I was, uh, I, I'm always working to get back what I can vocally, just the way my voice is aging. And I wanted to cry in this session. And he said, why don't you take a break, uh, get a drink of water, and go look into your eyes in the bathroom and see which of your eyes the fear is lodged in. It won't be both. It will be one. Just look into one eye first and then look into the other. And when you can see the fear in that eye, just tell yourself it's okay to come out. Don't be afraid. Mm. In it, it's, yeah, every time I feel at odds within myself, I, dear God, why did you make me like this when I cannot wrap my arms around myself? I go look in the mirror and I check out one eye and then the other, and I just go, girl, what are you so afraid of? Mm. Come on out. I mean, it's bad or hide. And I just think that's all of our process. You know, it's the, it's just the journey of friendship with yourself. And so thank you for saying that. I mean, I, sometimes I look at what people call peace, and I wonder if I'm stupid, if I'm simple. That's what I like. I, that's what goes through my head. That's the mocking voice in me. I'll go. Maybe you're just too stupid to be edgy, but I don't. You know, we all have that where we just look at what somebody else sees as a strength, and we go, mm. "Hmm, yeah, exactly." Are we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Well, it is a piece. I wonder if it has to do with the peacekeeper stuff. My wife has the same stinking thing, and it drives me mental. She is so even keeled. Mm. Um. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's a nine thing. It, right. I know. It probably is a nine thing. Yeah. All right. Well, have a yeah. nice life. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Drew. <laughs> Amy Grant, you know her. Website is amygrant.com. Go buy her stuff. Go see her in concert and pray for Vince. <laughs> Bye, Amy. Bye, Drew. Bye bye. What a great conversation. Love her. Madeline Smith Osborne in the studio next. You might remember her from such shows as Urban Cowboy, All of Me, Funny Farm, If Tomorrow Comes, and The Mark Osborne Show. We'll be right back. <sighs>